Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. Welcome back to MBS Fitness Radio. I am here with Keiki Carter and Jennifer Allen. This is uh, my facility manager, or my general manager for the Ninja Gym, and my wife. So these are two people who uh, boss me around the most. So this is, I'm excited to have you both on the podcast. And today our topic is kind of uh, all things training uh, prior to, throughout, and post-pregnancy uh, hopefully to give um, other women some some insight into all that. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Good, Good to, be here. to be here. Yeah. All right. So, I think what I'd like to do is, one, just kind of give a brief um, background kind of description of kind of your training history, and then, uh, you know, and then you're also like pregnancy history. Cool? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's start with Keiki. Okay. Uh, my training history, I grew up doing competitive cheerleading. So I did that from a young age throughout college. Um, after college, was introduced to CrossFit and then just kind of fell in love and got hooked. And so I've been doing CrossFit ever since. Um, and then have been here at MBS since probably the end of 2019, involved with our group training here. Okay. Um, so prior to pregnancy, I'd always been very, very active. How many total years is that? I mean, it's like. I started CrossFit in 20. 12. Okay. So 10 years. 2011. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've been doing cheerleading or I had done cheerleading since I was 10. So, so 20. Did, yeah. 20 for years. a long time. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So it was very, very active. That had been a part of my identity and my lifestyle. Uh, once I was introduced to CrossFit and started training, I was doing that probably three to six days a week, just depending on the time of year and kind of where I was in my training. So very much a part of my identity out of my group of friends. Generally the only one who did any kind of training. So I was always like, oh, you're going to work out again. Yeah. Don't look at Keiki because she'll, you know, bring in her protein shake or whatever. So <laughs> um, going into pregnancy, I was very active. And so throughout my pregnancy, uh, just continued to do that uh, and then continued to do that postpartum. Gotcha. That and is a very short, <laughs> condensed version. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Mm, we'll, we'll get into some yeah. more details. So I have one child. Yes. How old? He is almost seven months. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, Jennifer, give us your kind of history. Brief history, okay. Um, I grew up, I've always been, I would say, I would consider an active lifestyle. Um, I grew up playing competitive soccer for um, most of my life through middle school, high school, and even in college played um, competitive soccer and did... Um, like a mini triathlon in there, like just small little things, mostly, I guess, cardiovascular, 5Ks, <clears throat> things like that. And then in 2011, when I moved back, I started training at MBS. And my, well, I started training and I was doing like, you know, I would do bicep curls or like lunges and things like that. And I still was playing in an adult soccer league, but, um, and then actually met David at that time. And he was, trying to show me different ways of training like full body things and um you know learn try to learn to squat and to deadlift and kind of going through that type of training and got into um some bodybuilding things and actually did a figure competition twice I swear I'd never do the first time so I was like okay well I'll just do it one more time just to 
make sure that's not what I want to do. And then I was like, oh, wait, yep, definitely not. But anyway, that changed just my whole, the way I thought about food um, that revolutionized that. And that was, gosh, I was trying to remember 20. 14, 20, yeah, 13, 14, 15, something like that. Somewhere in that time. Um, Moved from that, did powerlifting for a minute, just dipped my toes into that just to kind of see what I could do and just started building strength in that time. And that was really definitely the strongest I'd ever been. And then got into CrossFit just after that. And that would have been like probably 2017, 18 was when I started CrossFit right after just doing my first powerlifting competition was like, ah, we can, this is kind of similar in some ways. It does some of the similar lists. And then, um, I think you started right around when I started, it would have been like 2017. 17. So, yeah. yeah. And then I've been doing that ever since got pregnant in 2017 Seven. at the end of that, yeah. I guess. And then into 2018 trained through that doing CrossFit, um, ended up having shoulder surgery, like right after I'd had my first son, and that just complicated things. I just couldn't do anything upper body for a long time. So just was, or at least with that shoulder, she was doing you know, unilateral movements and just a lot of lower body training, um, trying to rehab that. And then had my second son 16 months later, I guess, in 2019. Was still, like, very active. Um, I would say it was different I used to like wake up really early morning to train and um after I had yeah the seconds on that just um I don't know just my availability and trying to get to the gym like that just it changed and um and I definitely there was a big difference in my strength over time I was not nearly as strong as I was like when I was powerlifting before I had anything like that was um yeah it was just working through it and doing different things and had our third child in April of 2021. Yeah, so 2021. <clears throat> three kids in three years. Yep, yep. It's a lot. And um, got back into, I was always still active through that and tried to train. But that last part, it was would probably be more like two days a week, three days a week versus in the historically, I would probably do at least five days a week. And so it evolved and am now... She's nine months now, so I'm. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll come answer. back to a little more <laughs> of the specifics. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, back background, also active your entire life. Yeah. Kind of same, similar situation. Um, most activity was around sports until kind of your early 20s. Mm-hmm. Then uh, started doing weights and experiencing different types of training. Eventually got into CrossFit and then have um, three kids, a three-year-old, two-year-old, and a nine-month-old. Uh, all right, so here's a question for you. Um, what were some of the kind of preconceived, maybe misconceptions that you had about training through and post-pregnancy prior, that you had prior to actually going through it? Like, what, what did you think it was going to be like that it really wasn't like? What are some of the kind of lessons you learned through that? Let's go, Kate. Okay, I think at the beginning, I thought that... <laughs> I would be more taxed at the beginning of my second trimester and probably towards the middle of my second trimester than I was. Yeah. What I had seen from people online, which is <laughs> take that with a yeah. grain of salt, right? And I realized that I just saw lots of different things. Um, 
that was the start. But then I'd say on the flip end of that, the second part of my trimester and my whole thir- third trimester was so much harder than I thought it would be. It was pretty smooth sailing the first part. And it's like, great, this is going to be so great to be able to train throughout pregnancy. And from what I had seen online, if that was your experience, like it kind of stayed throughout and mine like took a quick turn. Um, and so I would say that I just had kind of the opposite idea. Going gotcha. Into it. You thought like maybe starting off is going to be a little bit harder. And like, mm-hmm. this isn't too bad. And then you're like, oh crap, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. In what way? Um, I cardiovascularly, I think that I was able to maintain uh, a lot of that stayed throughout my pregnancy, but okay. as my belly got bigger and my baby started to push on everything, like that just quickly went away and I would lose my breath so easily. Yeah. And just like my belly was so big, like bending over was hard, been, you know, going up and down stairs was hard. And even just doing like elevated deadlifts was yeah. just like taxing everything <laughs> like, becomes more taxing than it mm-hmm. like traditionally had been yeah and you're thinking when you do like a squat you're adding an additional 30 pounds on your body onto yeah. your squat right yeah. when you're like lungs are already compressed and so it's just a lot yeah. extra mm-hmm. which is something kind of considers like you do somewhat get an experience like what would it feel like to be 30 pounds heavier yes and in bad shape <laughs> we're, not, we're not in bad shape but like but you know to be 30 pounds heavier without the lung capacity you currently have yeah, 100%. Like, life's tough, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, how yeah. about you, Jennifer? What are some of the kind of the, uh, misconceptions that you had prior to going into pregnancy? <laughs> and yours might have changed, you know, through each pregnancy. Mm, yeah. Yes, I will say it definitely did. I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't really know what my expectations were because I didn't really know that many, like, pregnant moms that were, like, fit and doing that kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I figured it would be difficult and that's like culturally I feel like you know everyone like wants to help a pregnant person just like oh you can't carry this and this and this and but I probably had a little bit of pride on the other end I was like yes I can <laughs> um you know be like nope don't need help I can do this and this and this and so probably came into it like wanting to be able to do all of those things and I will say that for my first pregnancy I really felt like I could and I worked and I just had a high, I don't know, I feel like I had a high capacity. And because I was the strongest I was of my entire life when I got pregnant. And I think that made a huge difference. And that certainly changed <laughs> when she subsequent pregnancy. It like definitely got much harder the second time because I'd never recovered 100%. Like I wasn't. I you didn't re- get back to pre-pregnancy I didn't get back to levels, my pre-pregnancy yeah. strength. I just never did. Um, but I also was, um, yeah, and you're just a lot. Yeah, you're just a lot more tired, and I'm. Um, but I, um, yeah. So my, I never went back to that full level, and then second one, but still trained all the way through it, and then the third one, yep, that even decreased a lot. And I will say, I actually got injured after my second one, which just is that when you had the shoulder injury? Um, no, actually, like no. hurt my back, and yeah, it, it right. was, and I had you know my first pregnancy I had a c-section the second one was vaginal birth and then the third one was c-section so that just those experience was was very different in the recovery and then how that affected my training and I just didn't even like realize how that made a difference um even in the recovery so um yeah I started to understand I think maybe more (laughs) the third one I was like okay yeah this is um this is hard and just the importance of being really fit when you get pregnant how important that is yeah it's a difference yeah, breathing is, you know, it's always hard because you can't ever, you get out of breath all the time. But, um, and I think that it kind of goes back to 
uh, an analogy I like to use a lot is like the idea of like a, a fitness savings account. <clears throat> it's like the more the more stuff you've been fitting putting in that savings account, the more deposits you've been making. Like the bigger the um, the bigger the uh, pool you have to draw from when something happens, and that could be injury, or it could be pregnancy, or it could be um, just old age or whatever it is. It's like um, when you can't put as much deposits in, and now you have to start drawing more out. It's like it sure does help when you've had a lot of. The big beginning balance is high. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you think? Was um, kind of like the the thing that helped you continue to train through pregnancy? Because <clears throat> I would say what I've seen a lot is like pregnancy will th- throw those people who aren't necessarily like committed or in the habits. It'll just throw them off completely. Uh, they may be like kind of exercising on and off, but then once they get pregnant and have a kid and have that responsibility, it just goes out the window, right? Mm-hmm. So what were some of the, maybe the mindsets that helped you maintain your, your training regimen like through pregnancy? Here we go. For sure. Um, I think, I mean, probably with some vanity of just, like, I didn't want my body to go, you know what I mean? I mean, that was, like, I, yeah, I didn't want to be the person I was like, oh. Is that vain, though? I mean, maybe not. I mean, I guess if the mindset of thinking, like, I just want to be healthy for my children to see and just healthy for society versus, like, I want to look good. I mean, it's like, 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 I think the, uh, to me, like, the idea of, like, I I want to be fit, look fit, feel fit before pregnancy, through pregnancy, and after pregnancy, I don't necessarily think that's like a, a negative. A negative thing, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. But, I mean, just more of like, yeah, physical characteristics versus, um, yeah, wanting to have like strength. But, um, and just, I don't know, I think about all that stuff in the womb really matters for them, like how they're going to come out. Like I just, I mean, me feeling endorphins and feeling all those chemical reactions that happen when you're pregnant, like I, that's going to pass through to them. And that yeah. was just important for me to do everything that I could to stay healthy for my child, knowing that that was going to affect them. Healthy mom, healthy baby. Yeah. yeah. That was, I think, a big, big driving, driving factor. And I just like to do it. Yeah. It makes you feel good. It makes me feel good. Yeah. So when I don't do it, I don't feel as good. So, um, I guess then was there, was there a need for any change in your mindset or is it kind of like, yeah, I just already had these habits established. There was no real reality that they were going to go away. <clears throat> probably not during it. I don't yeah. think I just like kept, this is just what I've always done and I'm going to keep yeah. on. Um, and even I think after, yeah, during pregnancy, I just, yeah, I was part of a, the group training here at CrossFit and that was just, I had that time and we just kept doing it. So a lot um, of it's just like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And like being pregnant doesn't change that too much. Right. Yeah. This is what, this is my values and this is kind of what I do. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Keiki? Yeah, I'd say similar in the mindset piece of that or the identity piece of that. I viewed myself as a person who, I viewed myself as a fit person yeah. um, or in a person who just enjoys fitness. Like it was part of my lifestyle. It's something I've been doing for the last 10 years. I don't, it's just who I am. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to view myself without fitness. And mm-hmm. so getting pregnant <clears throat> didn't change that part of me. Like I still love fitness and I still am a active person 
Um, but I just knew it would change what it looked like, but that didn't mean it needed to stop completely. Yeah. Just how it happened changed a little. I think that was part of it. And then I think having a strong support system. My husband is very into fitness as well and was incredibly supportive. Um, here at the gym, everyone mm. was really supportive. Uh, coaches were really supportive. Um, and just viewing it as not like an obstacle, but just like a something we're taking a lateral a sidestep in our journey and doing something a little different, but that runs parallel. And then once it's, once we are postpartum and recovered, we just step back onto the regular yeah. journey of that. Yeah. That makes That's sense. a good, a good way to put it. Yeah. And I did have a support system, I guess I should say. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I was like, what's like probably the best advice you could give anyone for like trying to be fit. It's like, we just need fit friends. Like if your friend, if your friends are fit, yeah. the people you're around, like you just need to be around fit people. Inevitably, if you're around fit people, you're going to become fit. And that doesn't <laughs> have to be your friend group. Like if your friend group yeah. isn't fit, then find that elsewhere. Yeah. And so that's where like, if you look around your circle and it's like, I'm the only one who's active, go to a gym so you can surround yourself with yeah. a community who is because they're going to be the people who can support you on that. Yeah. So you, like you just need to be around people who are doing that. Now the flip side is like, now if you're, I would say this, if your friend group is who you spend the most time with, and that time is typically spent doing things that are unfit in nature, you're probably not going to be able to overcome that. You know, like if your friend group gets together on a weekly basis to mm. smash Mexican food and, and tequila, and you are already severely out of shape, mm. yeah. it's going to be hard to overcome that, you mm. know, by just now adding in the gym. I mean, you could, maybe. But it may be difficult that you might have to shift and say, I'm going to spend a little less time with this mm -hmm. friend group and a little more time with this friend Add group. Add more things on the fitness yeah. side. <clears throat> what do you feel like the biggest benefits of being fit were through pregnancy? Like, what were the things you're like, man, I sure am glad I've been exercising. I think it goes back to mindset a little bit because pregnancy can be hard. <laughs> there were some days where I'd like wake up and just my body ached and I just felt big and you don't sleep super well. Yeah. And it's just... When you're used to already doing hard things, it made it a little bit easier. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, this sucks, <laughs> but yeah. like, I'm going to push through and get through the day yeah. uh, and still can do all the things that I need to get done today. So yeah. I think the mindset side of that, and then to just being able to do things throughout your pregnancy that maybe you wouldn't have been able to do had you not already been fit. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. For example, I live on the third story of an apartment complex, <laughs> and so like, Every few weeks as I gained more weight, like that progressively got harder, <laughs> yeah. right? By the last <laughs> trimester, it was very tough, <laughs> but it was being fit already and kind of having used that muscle a lot just made it like, all right, this is just what we do. I go up and down the stairs and these 30 extra pounds don't change that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that. I mean, especially because I was still working full time up until I gave birth and I am a veterinarian. So I'm like on my feet all day. We're picking up large you know dogs like putting them up on that and everyone was just always surprised that i would like still want to do that i'm like this is nothing compared to what i got down to 300 i can pick <laughs> up like, a 50 pound this dog up. this is fine <laughs> um and so yeah just being able to do those things up until the end i had the capacity and it wasn't even a big deal i mean it, you know like getting on the floor and that kind of stuff was i mean it becomes more challenging in the end but um i think because i had trained and i had already made those patterns, it just made everything else, I think, a lot easier than it would have been if I wasn't doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember, it was with James that you did 
Murph, wasn't it? <laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> was, yeah, I was like, look back and it's like Jefferson did Murph at like thirty-eight weeks pregnant. Yeah, that was intense. Awesome. <laughs> did you do the pull-ups or like ring rows? I She did it like a modified Murph, but mm-hmm. still, right. I mean, like the fact that like yeah, that's awesome. But like that, I think that just goes to show like what what is what real potential is i think a lot of times like like if we kind of scan out across like the average american you know then we might go i'm doing pretty good like from a health and fitness standpoint i'm doing pretty good uh and and it's like you you might not be aware of of um of what your real potential is because you're just comparing yourself to like other people who aren't fit and it's just like there are people who who have been exercising like for significant periods of time who are able to basically do fitness at the same level ish as they could before their parents. Like they can do Murph at 38 weeks, you know, modified, but, uh, but still be able to do that work. I mean, you ran both miles and did all the volume. <sighs> it was like, yeah. it's doable, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like that, there's tremendous benefits in being really healthy and fit prior to when you get pregnant. Um, all right, now let's talk about kind of post-pregnancy. What were some of the, what were this kind of the things that maybe surprised you uh, or you weren't, you weren't necessarily aware of with regards to training post-pregnancy? I don't know if these weren't things that I wasn't aware of because I'd done a lot of research going into it. Um, Like I'd done pelvic floor physical therapy while I was pregnant. Like I'd planned to do that postpartum and did do that postpartum. I think one of the harder pieces to it though, again, coming back to mindset uh, was just being okay with the time it took. Yeah. Um, It took me probably five months to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight. Yeah. Um, And as someone who's very competitive, I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I'm like, let's get it done and succeed (laughs) and do the things. Um, I wanted to do it in a safe way and in a healthy way, right? And I'm breastfeeding, and so I didn't want, you know, to, like, cut calories and cut my supply. Um, So just being okay with the process and kind of looking at it and being like, all right, I'm still going to eat healthy. I'm still going to train. You know, I'm still going to do – pelvic floor physical therapy and it's just going to take some time to, yeah. to get to where I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, when I was talking with, um, Anna from, from Mojo, you know, one of the things we, we kind of talked about was how like recovering from pregnancy is similar to re- recovering from any injury in the sense is like, it takes about six weeks for like tissue to repair. Mm-hmm. So that like six week, like break you have to take, is like it's necessary for your tissue to like recover and repair itself, mm-hmm. and then it just starts like any other like rehab process. You, just, you know, we start small and build and build and build, and eventually we find ourselves back to, you know, our previous points. But and if you think of that too, the tissues that are what the tissues that we use, it's your core and pelvic floor, and your core is like central to everything, right? right? <laughs> so it's not like an arm injury is tough for sure, but you can still compensate right. with the rest of your body when it's your core. It's like that's where everything comes yeah, from. Yeah. Every exercise <laughs> so, is impacted yeah, yeah, yeah. by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about you, Jennifer? Um, I think pr- probably for me, it was just the difference that it took to recover from each one was so different. Mm-hmm. And 
maybe that I think surprised me in changing my expectations of what like I thought I should right out the gate be able to go back to what I was doing right before you know before I'd gotten pregnant or at the strongest I was and just being okay with like that's okay it's gonna take time to get back there and because I would yeah I always tried to come back too fast I that's just what I've always been like any type of injury I just am like oh it'll be fine um and just slowing that down and realizing that yeah you can get hurt if you do that after pregnancy if you just come out and try and start lifting heavy weight so having I mean I think a plan um I mean, I think having someone like a personal trainer is very wise to do if someone that knows what they're doing and can help you work back um, to get the strength that you had before. In your yeah, I mean, that was one of the things we talked about. The difference post Sam or post our third child was, um, it was like we got you a, per- a personal trainer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the biggest difference because – yeah, after the third time, that was I had the hardest time probably with motivation more than any of the other ones because I was just felt like I was so tired all the time. And so having someone at least, and we just started with once a week, I, at least once a week I'm doing this and we were working on specific things and going at a pace that I need to go at and not trying to just go balls to walls all the time, which is just usually what I try and do, and then I get injured. and then I think that was kind of like one of the things with the group training was like, it didn't quite have the same accountability. So it was like, it's like you weren't necessarily motivated to go and do it. But then also like going and do the group training, you kind of expose yourself to like the competitive aspect. Yeah. And it's like, maybe we should just get a personal trainer. So you're not having, so you have the higher level of accountability of like, I got to show up and meet Angie. <laughs> but yeah. also like, you don't have the competitive, like, well, I, you, like, I'm typically on the same level as that person, so I'm just going to do what they do. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> you know? And she could reel me in. She would say, no, you're not doing that. You're doing this. And so <laughs> it's like, okay, you're right. Also, like, maybe Jeff, you can talk about a little, a little bit of this, is, like, there's this difficulty in scheduling everything that comes with having three kids. <laughs> and like what that looks like because having one kid is is different than having three and like how you adjusted going through those through that period yeah I mean it is always I feel like we're just rolling the there are so many moving parts and to try to make all of these things happen but um I do have to say that a lot of it is is seriously is just from family being able to help and that is a huge part of it and um but yeah, I used to train in the morning, like early morning at 5 a.m. before I had kids. And then that just kind of like there that would just became a very hard thing to get back to. Um, and I did after James as well. But um, Be- because of because of just having kids and, and going to bed later, I just like have so many like three kids to get through bedtime at night. Like we're done with bedtime at 830 on a good night yeah it's 8 45 and then then it's just turning back around making lunches and getting all your stuff together and pumping <laughs> like doing all that kind of stuff it takes time washing all those parts and then it's like you know 9 30 more like 10 10 30 before we get to bed and then just being able to physically make myself get up 
in the morning and then wanting to, you know, read and do just other things I think are important and not wanting to sacrifice anything and still be out of work, be out of the house by 7.30 a.m. is just, um, yeah, it's a lot, a lot to maneuver. Thankfully, um, I have help. I'm not getting the kids ready in the morning, which I think if I was doing that, I don't know if I could go in later, it would be a huge difference, but, um, having help doing that. So I'm just like literally in the morning, at least four days a week, I'm responsible for getting to the gym, which is now what I've, um, I started just once a week and then have moved to twice. And now we're trying to do three days a week, um, at 5 a.m. Or sorry, 5.30 a.m. So I just have to wake up at 5 o'clock. And so getting the goal now is getting to bed early enough that I can make at least get seven hours. Yeah. Well, I think that like, part of all that, part of learning through all that was, <clears throat> one, just establishing the value that, like, this is important. We're going to find a way to get this done. Yeah. And, um, and like, having a support system. Um, and, I, you know, I think from the husband's standpoint, it's like, I know Jennifer wants to exercise. I know she needs to exercise. Um, and, I'll, and I try to encourage her to do it and support her as best I can. I'm not perfect at that. Um, but, we're like, we would have the conversations, like, okay, how, how can we get this, make this happen? So, mm-hmm. part of it was like, hey, you need a personal trainer, so we're going to pop but buy you a personal trainer because mm-hmm. like it's important. You need to do this. It's important for you to, to get this done. Let's figure out a way to make it happen. Okay. Personal trainer is the way that we're going to make this happen. Right. And then with the kids in the morning, it was like, okay, just like the stacking up of like putting a baby to bed is a lot easier than putting a three year old to bed, which is a lot easier putting two toddlers to bed. And, you know, we could like, like you said, just kind of stacks up bedtime becomes harder. You have to make lunches, you have to pump. It's just like you have all these responsibilities that kind of like stack up. You're like, oh, crap, where am I going to fit exercise into this? Mm-hmm. But it was just like, I think like what we had to learn was, okay, we have to find a way to get this done. It's just going to look different than it has in the past. So what is this? Is it like sometimes it was you working out at home in the morning yeah um recently that we've added the chiral location it's like okay let's go out there um it's been like okay i'll get the kids ready in the morning like it's like that's kind of how we've evolved evolved and adjusted (laughs) and and are constantly adjusting but i mean the lesson from that is like you never stopped yeah we never never went like it's just too hard and i can't do it because yeah. I was like, no, this has to, we have to find a way to get this done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, some weeks, one day is better than no days. Some days, two days, you know, if we can get two days, cool, that's a good week. Now we're like stacking it up and getting to three to four, but it's like, it was always part of it. And like, just kind of part of our family values was like, you're going to exercise. Right. How are we going to. Working toward that. And how can we make this happen? How can we make this happen? So yeah. it was always like, okay, well, what about Saturdays? Can we do Saturday workout. Mm-hmm. I'll watch the kids on Saturdays. Do you go to the gym? Okay, cool. And like. <clears throat> but it's been a constant adjustment versus kind of like expecting it to be this like yeah. it was the way it was before and it'll be that way afterwards. It's like, eh, it may not be. Right. We, we have to just adjust. But Go with the flow. Yeah. I'll say one thing that I saw that you did really well was, well, I was pregnant even before I was pregnant that I've started doing now is that you are never afraid to bring the kids to the gym. Like there mm. are days when yeah. like you bring a baby, you bring two babies, you bring however many you have and like you still go to the gym and you still do things and like you're maybe you're chasing a kid somebody else is holding the baby um but like now that I have a baby if I ever do need to bring him like it's okay I can still do fitness he just comes with me and like maybe it looks different like 
one day I saw you and Jesse doing Sam sit-ups. <laughs> like, back, right, right. back, back, back and forth. That was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, one day Cam just lost it as soon as the workout started. So I was like, well, I can't do any of that. So I'm going to do step-ups and just hold them. But it was like, so I didn't do the workout that they did that day. But like, I was there and I did something. And yeah. that's okay too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's... uh it's like something something is better than nothing. You can, if 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 perfection is like your standard, then <laughs> you get ready for a wake up call. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is better to take your kid to the gym and it be a, a a workout that just gets it done some way somehow. And halfway through, you're having to go, you know, get the kid some milk or <laughs> give them a snack or fix their Disney Plus on their thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, I think that's. It's it, one thing that's been nice for me is to see the parents like <clears throat> bring their kids and like like they're like this is important to me. You're gonna go to the gym. We're gonna make this happen. You're gonna get to see me exercise. And I think that's one thing. Another benefit of it is like your kids get yeah. to be part of the gym and see it. mom and dad found this to be important. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just part of who we are as a family. Yeah, that's something that I really hope that our children see is like. This is a family thing that we all do together. And yeah. it's just instilled in them at a young age. Thousand mm-hmm. percent. It's like, this is who the Allens are. This is what we do. Um, okay. What are some of the benefits that you've seen from being fit post-pregnancy? Now you got kids. How does being fit <laughs> help you with kids? And you carry go, yeah, one taller and each arm. <laughs> They're squirming and kicking, and it's like, nope, it's just doing little farmer's carries. Yeah. Like carrying you guys a timeout or whatever that's. Um, just endure, I would say endurance through the day of still like getting through it. Um, and it just, I mean, it's hard to like get to that point, but then once you do, it just makes each day, I feel like, easier once you can like get in the habits. Um, it's just, yeah, a huge thing. And yeah, feeling, just feeling better. I can't. I don't know if I can say like it gives me more patience. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I think like uh, being fit gives you more energy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and not being on the edge of your energy reserves allows you the emotional resiliency to not lose your temper. You know what I mean? Yep. If if you're if if you're out of shape and you get terrible sleep and you put terrible food in your body and and basically your body is a machine that does not function well that machine's going to start dysfunctioning, you know, midway through the day. You've, you put shit in your body, you feel like shit. Sorry. Um, and around midday, you start, I'm, I'm lethargic. I'm going to take an energy drink. That pops me up. I pop down. I don't exercise. I haven't had a chance to release any of this, uh, release any energy. And I'm just kind of worn out. And I'm like, driving my kids from here to here to here to here. And I'm just tired. And the only thing I want to do is sit down and watch TV at night, but I got to watch these kids or do whatever these kids It's like, yeah, your, your, your emotional resiliency is short because your energy is low because you have a dysfunctioning machine and you'll take it out on your kids <clears throat> versus like w- having that energy reserve where your body is functioning the way it's supposed to. It's like, I mean, like, we get fatigued from, a, like, a long, hard day. Yeah. But you've always got that that energy store that you can pull upon. And like, the last two or three hours a day, can we play with the kids? Sure. Uh, and, and in that sense, it's like, you might necessarily have more patience, but you're just not on your last, your last nerve is really hard to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that is true. 
Um, I think physically, uh, just, I mean, doing, having to do all the things like you mentioned with a kid or with a, my baby's 20 pounds. So picking him up, um, carrying up three flights of stairs in his car seat gets heavy, but being in physical shape to be able to do that as he grows. Um, yeah, I'd say physically those things. Yeah. Just be like, I can do whatever I need to. I can pick this kid up. I can <laughs> mm-hmm. put this backpack on. I can walk all this. Yeah, it's like I got three bags on one arm, him on the other arm, yeah. and we're going up the stairs. Yeah. Like, let's do it, kid. Yeah. And I think, like, the, the ability to do that is, like, you know, like, it, it almost becomes, like, a fun workout. You're like, let me see how much stuff I can carry and just, like, <laughs> see if I can do it, you know, versus being like, oh, my gosh, you're so dang heavy. Like, I've seen I've seen parents do that, and I will joke with our kids, like, oh, you're heavy, boy. You know, but, like, mm-hmm. I've seen parents, like, get mad at their kids. Like, oh, you're so heavy, I can't carry you. Well, and I think that goes back to the mindset thing that fitness helps with. Like, we put ourselves through hard things in the gym, and we like it. Yeah. And so that just translates to other aspects of our lives where we look at challenges, and it's not so much of, like, something that beats us down or that we're – not necessarily not looking forward to, but it's like a fun challenge of, okay, how can we get this done? Or, okay, what can we do to solve this problem? Um, And I think training your mind like that in the gym just flows over into other areas of your life. What about um, like, like just physical play with your kids? Have you like felt any of that? Be more y'all. My baby still just lays on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) So picking him up is like, I mean, we play, but it's definitely not like I'm not chasing him anywhere yet. So, I think, I mean, just things like um, going for a walk around the neighborhood with James on my shoulder. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not a big deal. Or they want to do horsey, like both boys. I mean, that's like 60 <laughs> pounds on my back. And yeah. doing like bear crawls through the yeah. house. Um, 60 pound horsey bear crawl. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And they both, you know, sometimes want to be carried down the stairs at the same time. Um, you know, yeah, that's over 60 pounds carrying that down the stairs um, while they're wiggling and things, you know, just being able to do that and not be like, Oh my God. I mean, um, yeah. Or if, yeah, we're out on a walk and one of them doesn't want to, they don't want to walk home anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? They start oh, crying no. and they, you know, act like yeah. a flapping fish mm-hmm. on the ground and you got to like, carry them home. It's like slinging them over your shoulder. You're like, all right, we're going. <laughs> um, I mean, those types of things, like, it is nice to be able to, it's not like, oh, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, like, drag you home. It's like, no, I can heave you over my back, and it's not an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we're some, maybe some words of advice for maybe women out there who are struggling with their fitness and having kids. And Or I may, let me ask you this. <clears throat> what are the most common reasons people give to you why they can't exercise that you know like you're not your friends who have kids themselves that don't exercise what what what, why are there what's the reason for not Mm, time yeah i'd say number one i hear is time time. Mm -hmm. yeah that or if women are recently postpartum they have the mindset of they can't do anything Yeah. yeah um which you do need to be very careful hear me when i say that don't jump in and like go back to 100 percent but like there are things you can do still, and there are ways you can still be in the mindset of doing fitness, even yeah. though maybe you're just going on walks, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, time would be number one outside of that, for sure. So what would you tell those <laughs> women who are like, I just don't have the time? Mm, you need to make time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, time is, um, yeah, it is, it is relative. We all have the same amount of time of the day. Some are, you know, I mean, certainly have maybe more responsibilities than others, but 
they're always for the most important things in life, you know, making relationships and, you know, eating food and things like that. Like we make time, we have to make time to be able to continue to function. And I would put training as one of those things, which I just think that people think that it's more of a lifestyle decision Mm -hmm. and not as a necessity for your whole life. That's going to actually help you live longer and live a much better enjoyable life um, for your family and for you to be the best version of yourself as David Allen always says. Um, So yeah, I would think that that is, and you need to figure out, you know, ways to make that happen. Whatever that looks like, it can be very different. Um, And in just encouraging people to, yeah, figure out ways, like, have you done this? And taking, I think taking the, especially with families, um, advantage of the first part of the day. And if, you know, if there are other things that are in the way, like, what can you cut out? There are things that you probably are doing that you don't need to be doing that this should take the place of. 100%. I think, like you said, like, um, well, like, having three kids, it's like, there's, there's zero chance either one of us are going to train after <laughs> After in the afternoon or at night, like once you get the kids, you're just with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like we'd have, we, you'd have to take them to the gym, <clears throat> you know, that would be what you have to do. But, um, but a lot of times it's like you're working, you come home, you don't want to spend, you want to spend more time with the kids. So, so the reality is your best chance for getting fitness in is probably before your kids get up, mm-hmm. is when your kids are asleep, right? But that means you got to wake up early. You know, and so, like, one thing Jennifer's talking about, like, making time and prioritizing time is, like, how much TV do you watch through the week? How much social media, I think, is a great question on that, too. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) Jennifer, like, literally kids go to bed. She's making lunch, cleaning whatever it is, like, knocking out those things, and then it's bed. So that she can wake up, train get her morning devotional in and, and, and get the things she has to get done. There's, she's not taking the time to scroll on social media or to watch TV or like to unwind and have a glass of wine or whatever it is. It's like, no, it's, it's important for her to get to bed early so she can mm-hmm. wake up and get her training in. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there's nothing in her day. That's a waste of time. Yeah. Time for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no time for that. No. Um, yeah, I agree with all of that. And would also add, I think that women, when they say they don't have time, it goes back to they view fitness as it has to be this one thing. Yeah. And if it's not this one thing, then it's not going to be it. And this one thing doesn't fit into my life right now. Yeah. And so just recognizing that like <clears throat> it's going to be different and it's probably going to be different for a long time and that's okay, but you can still fit it in. If that's kid coming with you, if yeah. that's maybe you're not doing you know, whatever part of your workout that you'd wanted to do. And that's, you know, why you're making excuses. That's okay. You can do something else. Yeah. Um, but that it doesn't, it's not so black and white that yeah. it can be something a little different. Yeah. It might be that, uh, it may be like, man, getting to the gym is, is harder. So I go to the gym twice a week. <clears throat> yeah. And the other days I'm doing some stuff at that's home. It's okay. If you go to the gym once a week, <laughs> yeah. postpartum, like that's okay. That's yeah. better than nothing. And that still proves to yourself every week yeah. that like fitness is important to you. If you can go twice a week, great. If you can do three times a week, great. Whatever, wherever you are on that spectrum, though, just finding the time to do, to do one little thing, like, it just shows, proves to you again that, like, you value fitness, and that in turn just, like, begets more motivation, which begets 
success and yeah. just kind of is like this cycle that yeah, continues. Feeds in and just kind of becomes what you do. Yeah. It's, it's easier to, it's quite easy to go from one to two days a week and quite difficult to go from zero to one days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've already got that habit in, installed in some way, it's like, I already know how to make this happen. I can shift a little bit and make it happen a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but if you don't have that habit in place at all and you're like, my day already seems like it's filled with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, and I don't know where hard. I would fit this. Mm-hmm. It's like you haven't you haven't um, developed that habit of, of like removing and placing yeah. in. And so you figuring that out becomes difficult. Mm-hmm. So like if your life's crazy, keeping one day a week of, of training in at least sets you up for success when life gets a little bit easier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 100%. <clears throat> Yeah. And I think too, with that is like, I would encourage women to like ask for help. It's okay to ask for help from family. Like it's okay to ask like, Hey, will you watch my kid while I go to the gym or ask your spouse or ask friends, just like bring in community to help you with that. Um, and that's okay to do too. Like it's okay to ask for help. Well, I think that goes back to what we said earlier. It's like, you want to know how to be fit, be around fit people. Mm -hmm. You know why? Cause they're going to support you and help make that happen. Um, if you're around a bunch of other friends who are like, Oh girl, I get it, man. I got no time to go to the gym, you know, and, and people who are, people who are justifying it between themselves, it's like, you'll keep justifying it. Mm-hmm. But if you're around people that are, it's important. So it's just like, like I know within our community, if I was like, Hey, Jesse, Kiki, y'all want to, y'all want to get a workout in and like, like take turns watching each other's kids. You'd be like, yeah, I'll do that. I, I'll do that for you. Why? Because you're my friend and I care about you and we have the same values with regards to fitness. So like, I'm going to help support you in that. Whereas like a trainer, like I try to tell uh, like one of my clients has five kids. And so it'd be like, <clears throat> you know, Oh, my kid's sick today. I can't come work. I'm like, bring that kid. We'll make it happen. I'm like, we like, if I got to hold him, like there's been many a times I've, I've held a little baby in a, in a stroller or whatever. And like been rocking them back and forth and trying to keep them from crying while like, you know, grab the ground, twist your hips open, brace your core, and like, you know, mm-hmm. cueing someone in squats. It's like, it's important to me as a trainer and who cares about my client to ensure that they make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell you don't come to the gym if you have your kid because I expect this to be a perfect training session. Yeah, I'm going to say, bring the kid. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Can we make a disclaimer for any trainers who are, because at MBS, that's 100%. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the other trainers 100% do that. If you are... An outside trainer, I'd 100% encourage you to adopt that mindset because yeah. it is so helpful for your yeah. clients. Yeah, because it's, mm-hmm. you know, we will find a way to make it happen. There, there, there's reasons we've got a playground. Like, I, I, I put up Disney Plus on the TV and let <laughs> the kid watch Disney Plus, you know. Um, just find a way to make it happen. But if you're around those people who are, who support you and, like, know that's who you are and what you're about, your, your chance of success for that is like significantly higher versus mm-hmm. if you have somebody like, Hey, could you watch my kids while I go to the work gym? Like Psh, go to the gym, girl, let's go get some, let's go get some drinks. That might not <laughs> result in you <laughs> being fit. Right. Um, any other, I guess, thoughts around pregnancy and fitness or like anything we didn't hit on that y'all had wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, I do think, and Katie had talked about just the importance of just, um, I think educating yourself and knowing just some of the changes that are happening and happen after pregnancy of how to, 
kind of get back in there um, and just finding, yeah, help to get you to work through just pelvic floor issues or, you know, different like incontinence issues that can happen. Um, certainly I can just even attest to that um, in my own, you just even training and still working through that. Um, I just say, and I know that's something that I don't know, women sometimes talk about, sometimes don't talk about it, but um, it's something I know a lot of women, especially that are active afterward, go through that um, I think is important to get addressed um, and not just try and live with it forever and just think that that's a normal thing, but that can get help and work through that. Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, the, uh, the the podcast with uh, Anna from Mojo was super super helpful for any any women interested to know like how they can address pelvic floor issues and 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 resolve some of those issues and dysfunctions that mm-hmm. that sometimes we kind of think is normal but don't have don't to be. Have to, don't have yeah. to be normal, right? Um, I guess uh, one thing I'd like to hear is y'all kind of talk about is. Um, I think like in America, like the main correlation with fitness is like physique. In other words, it's like exercise is designed to make you look X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? And some people I think kind of go like, well, I'm married. I got kids now. And they kind of go like, I don't really care, you know, what I look like. Um, And that's somewhat how they justify not, not exercising. But it's like form follows function. And so like, by training to be able to perform a certain way, not only will you get the performance benefits, but you also get the physique benefits. And I think people discount the benefits of that performance and being able to, their body to be able to do things versus to look a certain way. Um, any thoughts on like training for, training with that mindset versus it only being about like how you look? And how that's maybe shifted a little bit through through pregnancy or whatnot. Say so first, get off social media. <laughs> like, if you're having this mindset because you see all these women on social media, stop following them. <laughs> like, just get off. Don't look. I know we see all kinds of stuff, like that pregnancy, body after baby, get your body, you know, all those things. Like, yeah, I'd say that mm-hmm, yeah. first, and then second goes back to your community. Like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Um, and so, if you are with those people who want to see you get better and want to see you perform, um, you know, not to go compete or anything like that, but just to be functional and to keep your body healthy, like then your mindset is going to be more like that Yeah. versus physique, either being one, you know, being super fit and super whatever beach body or the opposite of like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's just something that's like looming and just off of the distance of like, oh, look like that. I'll never look like that. So mm-hmm. I'm just like not even going to do that. You know, yeah. I just feel like it's it like it's just too be, unattainable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just, yeah, I think that's a terrible mindset or it can set you up for failure. I think of just more of the importance of, um, yeah, training for, I mean, cause you're going to look better, even if that isn't your primary goal, if you're training for strength and just, um, being able to do life better. Just, yeah, the importance of that mindset and, um, yeah, just building for daily life and just how that's going to affect your mental capacity of being able to handle stress and your children and yeah. mm-hmm. and all of that. And then through that, you will fit in your clothes better and, you know, not feel um, just 
just bad, yeah. <laughs> you know, after you can do so. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I think that's a, that's a wise or uh, that's a wise statement that a lot of people may see like this, like whatever you might call like social um, physique, like, like this is what you're supposed to look like. And then they kind of see that as like, well, that's way out of my, yeah. uh, uh, so that's way up the mountain. I'm just not even going to try. Mm-hmm. And that's how like someone, how they justify like, well, I can't look like that. So I'm just not going to try at all. Versus saying like, well, that's not really the metric that we should be going off of. Mm-hmm. We should be like, these are things your body is meant to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Focus on those things. And in- mm-hmm. inevitably, like your body will look like it can do those things. Mm-hmm. In other words, like you can train for physique and have no real performance improvements. Mm-hmm. But if you train for performance improvements, your your physique's going to show it. Mm-hmm. Like you're if 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 you're building your strength and you can deadlift double body weight and you can run, you know, a mile in nine minutes and you can do five pull-ups, like you're probably going to look like someone who can do those things. Mm-hmm. So instead of having this more subjective, like, uh, framework for, 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 perform, for, um, progress, let's use an actual like objective performance based uh, metric for progress. Mm-hmm. You can focus on that and inevitably you'll look uh, like a fit person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think kind of going on this, but in a little bit of a different direction for non-pregnant people, if there's a pregnant person in your life, like just be aware of how much you comment about their changing body and also par- postpartum, like how quickly they do or don't get back to their pre-pregnancy body. Because I think it doesn't help when women constantly have people like pointing out like, you're just all belly or like now you're putting a little bit on here, you know, just constantly commenting on your body while you're pregnant for whatever reason, anyone and everyone feels like they can just come up to you and tell you things. (laughs) And it's like, well, this puts a lot of like pressure and stress on you're focusing on my, just my um, physical appearance. Right. And then I think post postpartum too, because one of the things I heard often by very well-intentioned and meaning, like very well-meaning people was like, you're going to bounce right back. (laughs) And it's like, but what that if I might, don't? <laughs> that might not be helpful language, right? Yeah. Because then that implants in me, like, thankfully I've got a good support system and like that didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to, even though I did all, you know, the steps to stay healthy and fit. Yeah. But like that plants a seed in women to then be like, I need to get as close to my postpartum body as soon as possible and either go to very unhealthy extremes to maybe do that. When Is that even that. a thing? I mean, you can't have, a, like, you're never going to go back to your, pre-pregnancy body because you are post-pregnancy so not i mean not i'm not saying like you can't go back to uh, you know great levels of stuff but my instead of thinking of it as like i have to get back to like this previous level it's like no 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 i'm in a i'm i'm in a different category now i'm a mom and so instead of me trying to be that person let me be like the best possible mom I can be. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's going to be a fit, healthy mom. But then instead of using like, this is my standard of like what I was then, just mm-hmm. saying like, like, yeah. <clears throat> hard thing to break. Well, <laughs> no, yeah. the, you can still have a high standard yes, for yourself. I yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying but is like, new seasons of life. Like yeah. Every yeah. chapter yeah. of life that no, things are different, but you can still maintain the standard. 
yeah, because set a standard like, that you want to work towards that. Because you might have been a competitive, you might have been a competitive athlete. You prior to that, who was training six hours a day? Oh right. It was yeah. like you're not getting back to that person, right? Um, but that doesn't mean you can't be incredibly fit, healthy, and and whatnot post pregnancy. For sure. You know, kind of like like maybe people will say like, "Oh, David, you hit a PR." I'm like, I'm never going to hit a personal record when it comes to squat, bench, and deadlift ever again. <laughs> you know, like because I was a competitive powerlifter, so like now it's like post being a competitive powerlifter, my. I have a different standard. It's like he's a dad now. Yeah, I'm a, yes. <laughs> I'm like this is my CrossFit PR. It's a new category. Yeah, yeah. New category. Yeah. He can be Man. a fit and strong dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won't be pre-pregnancy. I'll just say like you know having that mindset shift of being like like um, it's not really it's not really about pre-pregnancy and post-pregnancy. It's just like are, are you hitting these fitness metrics and standards that we've kind of set as as decent standards, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that should be the case pre-pregnancy, post pregnancy whatever, like yeah. you should be trying to like level up on those mm-hmm. um, versus just saying, and like saying like, okay, this is where I'm at and this is, this is my goal versus saying like, my only goal is that person I used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I would say that's just a healthy mindset generally of like not wanting to look to the back and be like, I want to be what I was, mm-hmm. but looking forward and thinking like, well, what am I becoming and working on the person that you're becoming yeah. and really focusing on that. Yeah. I like it. Can I add one thing we didn't talk about? Yes. Pregnant ladies, please get a coach. Postpartum ladies, please get a coach. Yep. I know it is so tempting to go on social media and look for influencers and they're very well intentioned meeting, but they're not, they don't know you, your body and where you are in your pregnancy. And I can't stress enough how important it is to have eyes on you to make sure you're moving safely and so you, to make sure you're not doing some bozo stuff. Like, now, why, why is it important? <clears throat> I mean, for those reasons, like your body is changing, you're growing a human. And yeah. so like, not only do you need to stay safe, but like you want to protect your baby. Yeah. And then you also want to protect your body for postpartum. Like you want to set that up for success. And yeah. so there are some things you need to modify and change uh, throughout your pregnancy as you do that, which if you love fitness, it can be hard to let go of those things. Yeah. And so a coach can really guide you through that. Make sure you're moving safely. Recognize and like, hey, your belly's pretty like, your belly's getting bigger. We need to adjust in these ways. Maybe we elevate your deadlift. Maybe it's time we give up the barbell and we move to dumbbells yeah. to keep you safe or so we don't learn a funky bar pattern. Um, yeah, because like you could you could yank a program offline, right? Yeah. But maybe that program's got you doing a bunch of planks, a bunch of sit-ups, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of things that like you really can't do in your second and third trimester, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you get an online coach who gives you a program made for fitness or, you know, pregnant people. Uh, but it's just a kind of blank program and you're just doing it on your own. Mm. But every single rep you do of every single lift is with poor technique that is, and yeah. sets you up for issues. Mm. And so that's the benefit of like having a coach is someone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That, we, we, we can't do it that way. If you keep doing it that way, it's going to cause harm. So let's teach you how to do it correctly. If you didn't have that coach and you just pulled that person online, there's a good chance you do every single rep of every single exercise incorrect mm-hmm. and set yourself up for injury, dysfunction pain, around. dysfunction, mm-hmm. and a harder heel to climb post-pregnancy. I would add to that too, the mental side of it, because during pregnancy, like your body changes so much and it messes with your mind a lot. Yeah. Um, and if you love <laughs> fitness, it can be hard in your third trimester to be like, look at the workout and it's like, 
cool, I'm doing elevated deadlifts and 10 step ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's like a thousand step ups for time, you know, or whatever yeah. it is, something silly. But it's like, but you're there doing it. And yeah. a coach can make sure, like, they can see that in you of like, hey, I noticed today, like, you just don't look super happy to be here, but you're here and I'm proud yeah. of you for doing that. And so they can just kind of guide you and keep your mind right throughout yeah. that as well. Mm-hmm. well yeah. Or, or even if like, uh, maybe there was a, there was a workout that you saw and you're like, I can't do any of that stuff. Or even today I just, man, I got some pain and just don't feel right. You know, mm-hmm. um, you, you wouldn't want to go, well, this is just the workout. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Or you also want to go like, I can't do any of that stuff, or today's don't feel good. I'm just not doing it at all. And I'd say to that, like, there are many days in my third trimester where I did something totally different. Yeah. Like everyone was doing stuff, and it was like, I'm, but I'm here, yeah. and like I'm with all of you people still. So like a, co- well, a coach me. might be able to like, go like, mm-hmm. hey, is, is if that's causing pain, like let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or hey, I know this is on the workout today, but it's probably not the ideal thing for you. Why don't we adjust here? There, they they can make that that on the fly adjustment coming from a place of experience to still get the same, to still reach the same uh, goal and still get the same, you know, um, performance uh, improvement that day without it, without you just not doing the workout or causing injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. yeah. And someone's going to go like, Hey, I'm proud of you. High five. You came today. And you came today. More. I'm proud. <laughs> I'll give you a high five for and that. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need that motivation? It's good. That's the thing that keeps you chugging along and keeps you from I'm like, oh, I'm just going to skip today. Listen, that makes me skip tomorrow. It makes me mm-hmm. eventually fall into this. Snowball. I just justify each poor decision until now. Crap. It's been a year since I last exercised and. Now, I really don't want to go back to the gym because now I'm really going to, like, become aware of, of how out of shape I've gotten, right? Mm-hmm. So, All right, any final words? You got this pregnant ladies yes, and postpartum mamas. Ladies. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it. We are here for you. you. Yes. All right, awesome. Thank you all. MBS Fitness Radio out. Thank you for listening to NBS Fitness Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.